1: Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brouwer, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
2: Well, we are back and somehow the auto shows are back. (laughs) Well, Chicago was uh, open this weekend. It's open this weekend for a few days only. But uh, it was, I think the only news is that they're trying. How are you, Lauren?
0: I'm good. I'm glad I didn't go. You saved me a, a, a long trip. <laughs> no, longer for Carl. He is in California. Yeah, that's true. How are you, Carl? I'm good. And, you know, I mean, I mixed emotions, right? I mean, just to be at an auto show after so long it feels kind of novel and so and and i actually thought hey you know chicago might benefit from this they've they've kind of struggled for a while to have something you know big going on there but with this backlog of no shows i was thinking maybe they'd cash in as just being there and being the first one mm-hmm. they'd get you know a lot of backlog pushed onto them well you know they got like one big, big kind of new model. And that was pretty much it. But then, you know, now I'm here in rumblings. Maybe you can give us more info as someone who was there, Javier, that the show itself was, even from a media perspective, was a little dicey in in some ways.
2: Yeah, it was very, very small, uh, very small uh, attendance from the media. I want to say maybe 40, 50 people when there's maybe... A hundred or two hundred—I don't I remember—in regular times, and usually the Chicago Auto Show is the largest in, in in the size of the of the place where it happens at the McCormick Center there in Chicago. This time it was just in one little aisle. Um, they they were still building it for for the public opening that happened on Friday, and no, on Thursday. I'm sorry. And, um, so yeah, there was only one. New an announcement of a new vehicle, the Jeep Compass, and and that was said. I mean, like the Volkswagen had the um, R, the eighth generation, and the. G- that's a
1: neat piece
0: G- with the G- hypopovic G- and- exhaust. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Hey man, it still no, runs sorry. on still runs on gas gasoline, Yay. so I'm happy so, yeah. far. And ma- so far. And manual transmission, <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> that's a great thing. But in somehow, I mean, like Jeeps, quote unquote, stole the show. When I mean, when there's nothing else, I mean, it is it to do, right? No, true. <laughs>
0: I'll give you that. That's very true. But anyway, so I, was, I, mean, I was
2: first in a race of one.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: yeah, one of none. It's that rare.
2: <laughs> and uh, the opening of the show, July 15, was by coincidence the 80th anniversary of Jeep. So it went it went well for Jeep, I think. And then uh, we're gonna hear an interview I did with Jim Morrison later. But a uh, good guy
0: it. he's in charge of Jeep he he used to, I think he's moved up hasn't he wasn't he just in charge of Jeep and they moved him to like a VP position Um
2: I think he moved sideways more Yeah he was at Ram
0: around. too I think yeah. he went to Ram for a while yeah. and now he's good back guy. Yeah, he Good guy Yeah absolutely
2: good guy And I guess Jeep Jeep is doing great and then for the first time ever i well not ever but for the first time in 25 years they have some competition because Ford, Ford installed a little um demonstration drive uh, right outside with the Bronco. So <laughs> that was nice to see, and, you yeah. know, how this competition is going to be. I, I think it's going to be like that for the next couple of years, at least where the Bronco starts to establish itself back into the market with the new models that we all drove and talked about last, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I think the news is that the shows are starting to come back. I think we have a uh, new, well, no, Pebble Beach first next month and then New York. And I think, Uh, You're in California, Carl. You can probably tell us more about it. Like L.A. probably is going to be the real comeback if
0: things go okay. I agree with that. You want L.A. to be like the first serious, you know, auto show. But now you're hearing rumblings that they're making everyone wear a mask again because, you know, the Delta variant. So um, hopefully by the time the show hits, uh, we'll be a little less concerned about all of those things. Um, But I'm looking forward to Pebble. And New York in the month of August. I mean, it's kind of a thrash if you want to do both because they're one right after the other. So if you wanted to get much done, you know. We all live in a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Productivity uh, kind of falls. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, Pebble this year, I think, is going to be kind of like you described Chicago. Hopefully, there won't be, you know, uh, about a lot of construction going on and they'll just be barely getting things going like they were in Chicago. But I think you're going to see a contracted number of, both media and regular uh, participants, which may make it really great because all three of us know what that peninsula can be like on a typical uh I was uh, going to say,
2: that will be like really nice to do because just to move from one place to another over there that weekend takes forever to move one mile. So I yeah. think if it's like much smaller size, I think that would be a happy, happy thing for a lot of people.
0: Yes. So, so I'm looking anyway, forward to and- it.
2: Other things about the automotive industry this week. I saw a report that Ford F-150 lost the number one sales number for the first time in, what, 43 years? I mean...
0: I did not see that.
2: Yeah, for a couple quarters because of the shortage of the the chips. Uh, The RAM went out.
1: What what took the lead?
2: RAM. Really? Wow. That's interesting because
1: they get a
0: huge chip shortage.
2: Well, but apparently... They had some in stock or something happened like that because they actually went up in the at least for one quarter, not for the year. So the G the the one fifty at the moment streak yeah. is for the year. So at the moment, yeah, yeah like what gonna come back. Like, but it's interesting that how well, oh
1: they're not gonna let that they're gonna sit on their laurels oh, and let that no, happen. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We were talking well, about we, the we battle. remember we all remember when the Ram passed the Silverado and that was like oh my gosh I can't believe yeah. that's happened and So... Uh, I don't want to say that uh, the Ram's been uh, on fire for the last ten years, but Ram's kind of been on fire for the last ten years, and in a good way. You know They they, yeah. they just are. That's a great truck. Uh, it's got a lot of innovation. It's had for years. I always have said for a while now that that ram went from you know zero to hero in a in a relatively short time starting with the 94 redesign where they finally got that first kind of big rig styling that made a bunch of people stop and go wait a second there is a third option out there besides ford and chevy you know on on trucks and so it started with that in 94 and they've really had the pedal down especially in the last like 15 years with things like the coil springs rear suspension and the first light duty diesel and the eight-speed transmission before everyone else and the ram box and you know, air suspension, there's been a lot of things that didn't exist in that category until the Ram introduced them in the last 10 plus years. And I feel like the new F-150 is hugely innovative, and especially when you get into like hybrids and lightnings, obviously. So I feel like Ford is now back to being, you know, pushing as hard to be innovative in their in their category as Ram has been for a couple of years, and I would have never thought RAM would even get close to F 150 sales. But um, again, it's taking some extraordinary circumstances like chip shortages and all to even make it possible. But whatever, you know, whatever footnotes you need to get, you need to put down. If RAM is challenging F 150 in sales, that's a big deal.
2: It yeah. is. And it's, uh, yes. I mean, the, 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 the big improvement has happened in the past 10 years, as you said, when it became the brand on its own. And I've heard that when uh, the Fiat Group, uh, Partner with that with uh, Chrysler. Apparently, Marchioni, Sergio Marcioni, uh told them like, "You have a, a truck brand, and but it's not a brand; it's like a separate, like a sub brand. Like, why don't you have like a? You're in the USA, the biggest market for pickup trucks. Why don't you make it a brand?" So apparently, that was his first mandate when he came over, and like, obviously, it's it's paying off.
0: Well, that plus the investment, Javier. I mean, oh, I course. remember talking to Ralph Gilles and. He had a great story when he came by and, and saw me when I was uh, when I was still working at Edmonds like, you know, 15 years ago or you know, like, I guess it'd be like 11 years ago, right after the whole merger happened between those two. Mm-hmm. And he told us, he said, yeah, Marchione came in and said, what does it take to make these cars competitive? Because he knew that basically none of the Chrysler products were. They were all, especially the interiors were terrible in like 20, 2008, mm-hmm. 2009, right before they all went bankrupt. And they were like, okay, it would take this so that we'd be competitive with the rest of the industry. And then he came back and said, okay, what would it take to make you better than the rest of the industry, the benchmark of the industry? And they have to kind of catch up with us. And they, Ralph said, we were, we kind of had to stop for a second. It's like, uh, we've never been asked that before. He's like, all right, right, we'll go in and do that research. And they came back and he's like, well, this is what it would take to start making, you know, interior qualities and other things and ride qualities and all these things better. And he was like, okay, do that. And All the people, obviously, inside Chrysler, former Chrysler, now FCA, were thrilled. And all you got to do is look at it, right? I mean, whether it's the Grand Cherokees, the Ram, we were just talking about, the Challenger and all. I mean, if you go back to, like, 2012 through 2015, up to, you know, I would say it started in in 12. Like, the Ram was some of the first beneficiaries in a lot of the Jeep product because you knew those were the huge brands. And by 2015, you're getting, you know, 707 horsepower, really nice interior, eight-speed automatic Dodge Challengers. And it was like, okay— Chrysler isn't the same company it was five years ago. Got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no, speaking, no,
0: of, uh,
2: speaking of uh speaking of Ralph Giles, who you call judging uh Amelia, right, Lauren? Uh yes. there's a, a really interesting episode of the documentary series called Abstract on Netflix. It's about designers of all things, and they have one episode with uh Ralph, and I it's highly recommended. It's really interesting on how he came to to be who he is now. So I, I I really recommend it. And Lauren, I mean, yeah, yeah you, guy. you spend a lot of time with him in Amelia yeah. Island.
0: My husband's uh, raced I mean. with him before, too. He's a good guy.
2: Excellent. So anyway, um, we're going to cut this uh, segment uh, now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear the interview with Jim Morrison. And I guess with you, too, we'll see you hopefully now again <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. And it's not New York for sure, right?
0: Well, yeah, we'll see you at uh, Frontier, I believe. So
1: Nissan, new yeah, Nissan no, Frontier.
2: We're not, not going to be there at the same time. It's going to be like uh, the,
1: the,
0: the last
2: event. But New York, I'm the three the of us wave. will be together yeah. again for the first time in almost a year. How about oh,
0: Hyundai yeah. Santa Cruz? So Hyundai Santa Cruz. I'll, I'll be, be there too. Week. It'll be
1: Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. So yeah, I we'll think, try.
2: No, I think I'm the opposite to
1: <laughs> New York,
2: I, <laughs> New York, New York. New York. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Volkswagen well, Towers, one of the others. All right. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. And i talk yeah. to you in the next week.
0: Talk to you Bye. guys soon.
1: Take care.
2: Well, Jim, um, uh, I really wanted to do this interview with you today because we're closing kind of a circle, a 360, let's say, because uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, we did an interview phone to phone. You were in your backyard in Detroit, I was in Miami with the Mojave Diesel, I think it was, right? Yes. Then we went um, to um, Austin for the 4XE, the the Wrangler, the first electric or plug-in hybrid. Wrangler, and now we're here back at the auto shows live. So <laughs> that's like
3: a perfect circle, and that's
2: a great story, I think.
3: I know. I think it was it was amazing because we were kind of figuring out ways to communicate, and I remember my son holding the iPad. <laughs> you know, I had my notes stuck to the windshield. Yeah. You know, you were asking me questions about the Mojave. You know, I uh, I was in the backyard. Um, you know, in uh, in Michigan, and uh, you were in um, Miami, beautiful yeah. Miami. Yeah. So. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, but so uh, back in the auto
2: shows live. I mean, it's a special edition they call it. But Jeep, leading the way, they started the first press conference at this 2021 edition with a lot of news actually because this week, it's the 80th anniversary of Jeep brand, right?
3: Yes, it's a really exciting week for us. So 1941, July 15th. Yeah. You know, it's actually tomorrow. You know, it all started for us with um, you know the first military vehicle that was commissioned you know, into use. And, and I think uh, it's it's really exciting that 80 years later, you know, we're keeping uh, up with what our customers expect. And that's drive, freedom, adventure with authenticity and passion. And, and it's it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, obviously, we don't have uh, a lot of time to talk about 80 years, but like if we took only the two last quarters of uh, the calendar year, I mean, Jeep is doing amazing.
3: Yes. You know, we're Introducing you know new vehicles and bringing new customers to the brand and growing uh, sales and and having you know more customers join the Jeep family, which is which is really nice. We've seen you know uh, quarter after quarter sales records with Wrangler and Gladiator, and uh, and now we've just launched the new uh, Grand Cherokee L, the three row version, and uh, we're on the cusp of uh, moving the needle there too to set some more records as we bring new customers uh to the brand
2: and uh i heard or i read and so everywhere actually the wrangler 4xc is the number one plug-in hybrid in the country now that's amazing only in the is. first a couple months
3: right yes yes we've done that we've only been in the marketplace for two and a half months so it actually won the quarter with only being on sale for two and a half months wow. so that's pretty hard to do um but um you know we were a little bit later you know coming to the market with the 4xe uh, with our first plug-in for jeep but it had to be a really good jeep and and, and uh, it that, is
2: i have to say we drove it and
3: it's amazing yes and, and that's why we you know took you to some pretty extreme places yeah. uh, but now to do it in a way that is completely quiet you know and uh and capable it's it's the most technologically advanced wrangler we've done yet but it's also the most fun and that's what people love is to have fun in a jeep and you take the doors off the top off and it's completely quiet and it's incredibly capable it's got all that the the, uh, the torque you can imagine 470 pound feet of torque uh, but yet, you can still do it with uh, 21 miles of all-electric range, complete yeah. quiet, or you can get over 500, uh, 400 miles of, of combined range with it. Uh, if uh, if you need to go even further with uh, with the with the turbo.
2: Then uh, we went to Detroit for the new to see the new plant for the Grand Cherokee yes. L, which is also amazing, <laughs> and that was another really great experience with that car. You're coming out with the 4Xe for the Grand Cherokee too, right? Yes, and we're sitting now in the what's gonna be the newest member of the family.
3: Yes, the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, and uh, we're in a nice Grand Wagoneer, you know, with more real leather, more real metal, and you know, um, more real materials than anybody the technology, else. Technology, the screens,
2: have. the shifter, everything where you look and touch is is really really amazing. So really great
3: 75 inches of screens in in this grand wagoneer (laughs) that's yeah amazing uh this is a uh, a radio this is a comfort screen obviously you have the cluster and then you've got uh, two big uh, screens as well but in the back for the uh you know for the passengers on the seats but this is the unexpected one is this new uh passenger screen this lights up and um the the passenger can connect to social media they can watch a TV it has amazing Amazon fire TV so you can actually finish the program that you started in your living room in your Grand Wagoneer as your kids watch different programming in the back as your husband can't see <laughs> what's driving as you're rolling yeah. down the road so it's amazing right? <laughs> yeah. so so this competes more with
2: let's say uh, navigator uh, something like much bigger than that right Escalade navigator, Escalade navigator. yep and the uh, Grand Cherokee I mean, there's a lot in that in that segment, but uh, obviously, as all uh, in your vehicle, this has to be a Jeep first. Yes. So I think I think we are we gonna expect to do
3: some crazy off roading with this too. <laughs> you'll you'll be able to take this in in ways that it's not a you know it's not a, a trail rated uh, yeah. Jeep because it's so big, but it will be incredibly capable. More capable off-road. than you most people will believe. Yeah, and, and you know, of course, if you take a look at the uh, the Red here over there, I mean. It's got aggressive off-road rubber, skid plates, tow hooks, it's got air suspension, you know, great ground clearance, and uh, you can really uh, um, get done what you need to get done. And it tows 10,000 pounds as well. Wow, so amazing. All the place that you can imagine for your for your gear and your toys and your family, it's uh, it's it's incredible what uh, our engineers have been able to pack into the Grand Wagoneer.
2: Well, congratulations on the 80th anniversary and all the new product, it looks amazing. and. Uh, sales results. I mean, that's what talks, right? Like yes, that. exactly. That's what uh, yep. you and all the executives want to see. My, uh, my job's safe for another week anyway, yeah. <laughs> and let's hope we don't have to repeat this 360-degree uh, circle, okay? <laughs> yes, let's keep on the same
3: trajectory that we've got, but, uh, but thank you for that. I mean, it's, uh, I love that reminder because, you know, the, the world has, we, is, has been gone through a, through a lot of transformation. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, we sit here on the, the eve of our anniversary, and and talk about a brand that's defined itself with freedom and adventure. America wants freedom and yeah, adventure more than ever now, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and it's and it's great to uh, be delivering that for Jeep. Well, thank
2: you for that for all that and uh, we hope to see you soon and listen more news, I guess. Uh, New York is next.
1: Yes,
3: good stuff. <laughs> we'll see you there.
1: Okay. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.